The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome, Disability Law Show. Good to have you along here getting into your weekend once again. Your host, as always, John Scholes. Good to see you. Well, good to talk to you anyway. And the boss man is here, Savannah Tamarkin from San Firu Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Got to get you off in your weekend with some knowledge. Disability law, really, really confusing topic. But we, uh, you know, we shatter some of the myths and misconceptions for sure, uh, for sure over this next half hour. Want to give you some contact information off the top before we dive right into the show. Toll free, anytime, as you know, one eight five. to discuss those private matters with Savannah and his crew. You want to go to help at disabilityrights.ca. And uh, our main topic here in just a few minutes is going to be how to pick the right lawyer if you are injured or denied long-term disability. Cannot highlight how important that topic is because that's often the first roadblock for most people. Where do I go? How do I know if I'm getting a good lawyer? Where do I start? So we'll cover that here in just a bit. But uh, something else on the way as we get to the uh, the week that was case of the day, Savannah, you've crafted yourself a new website as well, so I know you'll want to talk about that. Pal, what do you say? Absolutely, John. Great to be here with you and with the rest of uh, the people who are listening or audience. Uh, John, this is a completely new uh, website that we've created. It's free, uh, and it mirrors, in a way, the pocket employment lawyer that our firm has created years ago to help people who just don't want to contact a lawyer, just want to get quick help. Uh, They don't want to necessarily communicate with a lawyer initially. And what do people do? They Google the, the, you know, these questions. Just like I Google for restaurants, you Google for restaurants, hotels, whatever. People Google for information all the time. Don't blame you for Googling, except that when it comes to legal questions, you have to be very careful what the source right. is. And I say that for two reasons. Number one, uh, you may get websites which are non-Ontario websites. And, you know, the law as it relates to what we're talking about can be very different from province to province to territory. And of course, if you're getting US websites, well, that has nothing to do with Canadian and specifically Ontario law. Secondly, you may come across websites of lawyers who are potentially putting out incorrect information. Yeah. I mean, many lawyers you know, are saying that they do the kind of stuff that we talk about, personal injury, slip and falls, car accidents, long-term disability, but yet it's not their core area of practice. And it's like me saying, Hey, check out my website. You know, I have information about family law and I take one of two cases like that a year. You have to be careful where you get your information from. And so we created this website called pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. Again, pocketdisabilitylawyer with no spaces, .ca. And if you go on it, you will see that you can enter information about your specific situation without any identifying data. You don't have to put in your phone number, your name, nothing. Let's say you've been denied disability, long-term disability, short-term disability, critical illness, anything like that. And you want to get some answers. You want to get an analysis really quickly by yourself. You go to this website, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. It's fresh, absolutely fresh. It's a new website, free, anonymous. It'll take you 30 seconds to use and you'll get information or answers, I should say, about your specific situation for free. And we've designed it so we know it's accurate. It's not going to give you a number. It's not going to tell you, here's how much you're owed because your insurance company cut you off. What it's going to do, it's going to tell you if the reason for why you were cut off or the reason why you were denied or will be denied benefits is bull or not if the insurance company is correct or not. Because oftentimes, John, when people contact us, we explain to them after listening that the insurance company is actually wrong. 
right. they've cut off benefits or denied benefits incorrectly, and here are your options. And this is the purpose of this website, this new online tool, to allow you to do that. So again, pocketdisability.ca or .com, whatever you want. Uh, it'll take you there, and you can enter the information. And in, if at the end, after you get the information, if you want to reach out to us, if you want to contact us, just click the button to contact us, and then you'll be put in touch with us, with me or a member of my team. Again, we're lawyers. This is what we focus on. We focus on uh, long-term disability, short-term disability, uh, car accidents, slip and falls, and any other form of accidents and injuries. Again, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca is the way you uh, contact Savannah through that particular uh, particular website. It's a beauty. And now, as far as week that was, what have we got? Uh, what have we got cooking there? Let me talk. So let me let me, let me tell you about an interesting call that I had this week. Uh, a fifty fifty six year old woman give, uh, called me. Uh, she's uh, from uh, uh, London, Ontario. Of course, we do work across Ontario. Uh, we help people get the compensation they deserve. And in this particular case, this lady was in a mall and she was shopping with her elderly parents. Her father, who's eighty seven year old, had come out of a store. He was just browsing, and as he came out. He slipped and fell. Apparently, the uh, the floor just outside the store in the common area was slippery. It had just been cleaned, as they had learned, by one of the cleaners in the mall. The problem is that there were no warning signs. What they found out later, by the way, this happened a year ago. She only contacted me now, but I'll explain to you why. Right. So a year ago, this happens. He comes out, he slips and falls, and what happens? He breaks his back a very severe injury. He's taken to the hospital. He's there for a few months. They actually had to do surgery. He's not in good shape. He was, despite the fact that he was 87 year old, he was very mobile. He didn't need a cane. He didn't need any uh, help maneuvering around. Uh, in fact, he was actually going, believe it or not, John, it's going to make me and you feel, you know, uh, you know, put in context the fact that we think that we're healthy and that we go to the gym <laughs> and that we're active. This 87-year-old used to go to the gym five times a week. Wow. Five times a week. So we're talking about a very active uh, gentleman here who broke his back because he slipped and fell in a mall because there was no warning sign that was was not placed by a cleaner after the individual there cleaned the area. Now, uh, this person, unfortunately has not been able to live uh, by himself or with his wife at this point. Uh, they've had to uh, get him accommodations at a home where he can be taken care of. Uh, and they believe this is going to be now for the long term, probably until the end. Uh, he's not mobile. He has issues. He needs a lot of care. His wife can't do it. This home costs now uh, costs them about $3,500 a month. Wow, uh, their their savings are being depleted because of that. Uh, they have three adult kids uh, who are very close to them, and so they're trying to help them with costs. You know, the the mother of not the mother, but his wife, the kid's mother, uh, obviously is in distress as well. I mean, she goes and she helps him out as well in the home. The point is, it's a very tough situation. Now, three and a half thousand dollars a month that translates into approximately, if I'm not mistaken, around forty-two thousand dollars or so a year. Oh man, that's a lot of money. I'm just putting this in context to you. So this is just the costs of him being in a home now. Again, all because of this negligence of this cleaner in the mall who, who just did not put a sign, uh, a warning sign. And by the way, the reason why he didn't put a sign is because he continued cleaning around the area. It was a fairly large area. And what he said is that he was going to put a sign when he finished cleaning. Well, you know, that makes no sense, obviously. I mean, why not put a, you know, multiple signs? I mean, it's a large area, etc. So, Fast track to today. Why did the daughter call me? She yeah. called me because since this happened, since last year, the mall obviously was advised of this. The cleaning company, 
which is hired by the mall to do the cleaning, also is advised of this. The reason she called me is because they've been dealing directly with the insurance company for the cleaners. Remember we talked about several times, John, yep. uh, on prior shows, how right. dangerous it is to somehow, you know, to, to deal directly with insurance companies when you don't have a legal background, when you don't do this for a living. Again, remember, these insurance companies, they, their goal is not to pay you anything. Their goal is to, to uh, uh, try to make you go away, or if they have to pay something, to pay you pennies on the dollar, cents on the dollar, and get you to sign a release that releases them from any further liability. So they've been negotiating, quote unquote, with the adjuster for this insurance company for approximately a year now. Keep the numbers I told you in mind, right? Three and a half thousand dollars a month for the home, yeah. about forty-two thousand dollars a year. The last offer from the insurance company, which was a take it or leave it offer, was for fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars, and the insurance company thought that by dangling this amount, which is a lot of money, okay, let's not underplay that. Sure. They thought that the the family would go for that. And so the daughter, who's been a listener of our show, decided, you know what, I'm going to call Sivan up. Let's just see what he says. If he says it's a good offer, then let's accept it. Well, what do you think I told her, John? Do you think I told her it was a good offer? Yeah, no, no. Take it. No, no. Exactly. And and that's why I gave you, you know, the number that I gave you about $42,000 a year for just a home. So let me, let me go through a quick analysis that as she was talking and I was scribbling down notes, the numbers that I came up with. If we're talking about five years of this expense, this home expense, three and a half thousand dollars a month, that's two hundred and ten thousand dollars. Two hundred and ten thousand just for the home for five years. So that's already more than four times what the insurance company is offering here. That's number one. But what about the pain and suffering? I mean, his type of injury, we're talking about a hundred and forty, a hundred and fifty, a hundred and seventy thousand dollars potentially that he could be getting here. Maybe even more. I mean, there's a lot of compensation, a lot of money this insurance company should be paying him. That's above and beyond what I'm talking about, about the money that they're expending now on a monthly basis for the home. What about future care? What about if he needs treatments? You know, physiotherapy, acupuncture, whatever else, anything that's not covered by OHIP, anything that's not covered through any other benefits, who's going to pay for that? Well, guess what? The insurance companies here are going to be on the hook for this. What about, and this is something many people don't think about when they have an injured family member, the fact that under Section 61 of the Family Law Act in Ontario, family members, specific ones, uh, kids, parents, uh, siblings, they're entitled to compensation, potentially, for the fact that their close family member has been injured. So the adult children here may be entitled to compensation, I don't know, $20,000, $25,000, $30,000 each. What about the grandchildren? They may be entitled to compensation. You know, my point is that a case like this, if I were to just scribble down a number of what I think the insurance company ought to be paying them as an absolute minimum, John, the number that I'm coming up with without actually going through a more in-depth analysis, without talking to the doctors, is around 500,000, 10 times more than what this insurance company has said that they're willing to pay them as a take it or leave it final offer. Like, and remember that it. if, yeah. yeah, and if this family would have accepted it and, si- and, and this gentleman would have signed the release, you understand that that means that if they had come to me later afterwards, I could not have done anything about it. Now I was able to go through this rudimentary analysis just really quickly on the phone with, with this lady and I explained, no, no, absolutely not. Do not accept that. They are trying to literally settle this case for cents on the dollar. You, your family, your father, your mother, 
all of you should be getting compensation for the negligence of this employee. I'm not saying this, this employee, this cleaner is a bad person. I'm not suggesting that. I'm saying that there was negligence that caused a severe injury which impacted an entire family. And this gentleman is now going to be in a home for the rest of his life, most likely. Yeah. So, so again, the message is for people out there. Sorry, John, is just to, you have to be careful. And again, we, we talk with people for free. We do these assessments for free. It costs nothing to speak to me or any member of my team to understand what your rights are. So at least you know how to navigate the system. I just find it interesting that if you if you were to take that initial number of fifty thousand based on what happened in the man's age, anybody in the street would say, "Oh, what a windfall! What a lottery ticket! Take it and run." Meanwhile, it's fractional of what he, he should got and is going to get. As to working with you, that's the problem. Most people don't know; they just see fifty k. They think that's a world world full of money at eighty seven years old. Not the case, right? Hundred percent. And by the way, that's exactly what the insurance company wants you to think. And and that's what I find in many instances that people are kind of blinded by the money, not understanding the context. Because, you know, 50000 10000 5000 it's a lot of money, Big a lot time. of money. But it's not a lot of money if I'm telling you that you're owed 10 times that or 20 times that. Yeah. So, you know, people need to understand the context of, 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 of these things. And also, again, remember, when you're dealing with an insurance company, those guys are professionals. Their job is not to pay or to pay as little as possible. That is how insurance works. They take in premiums, they take in money, and they try and pay as little as possible. I, I'm not faulting them. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I don't like it, but I'm, I'm not. All I'm saying is that's a system. And no, if you are dealing with an adjuster by yourself without a lawyer, you are taking a massive risk. You're even taking a bigger risk if you agree to something without speaking to a lawyer first. And again, you have to remember, you have to look at which lawyer you're speaking with, right? Just like you uh, uh, do research about which doctor to go to, which physiotherapist right. to sure. go to, which accountant. You have to do your research in terms of which lawyer to speak with. And that's going to be the next topic that we're going to talk about, John. Looking forward to that after the break for sure. And as mentioned, reach out anytime just to have that chat with Savannah and his team. Won't cost you a dime just to pick up a phone. That number, one 821 5900 And newly minted, the website takes some time on this, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. I just went through the metro. It takes a couple minutes just to go through the drop-down menus. And it'll tell you if you're up there for an assessment and how to continue on, again, to contact Savannah. If you don't want to, click no. Shut off your browser. Nobody knows you're over there. Again, pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca. And we'll continue with more of the disability. Law Show momentarily. Stick around. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. All right, thanks for sticking around. Back to more of the Disability Law Show. John Scholes here along with Savannah Tamark and reaching out anytime. Make that phone call 1-855-821-5900. Help at disabilityrights.ca or the website you can check out for more information. It is Pocket disabilitylawyer.ca again free pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca okay the main topic love this one how to pick the right lawyer if you're injured or denied long-term disability a topic we got to cover once in a while because it can be confusing and that'll have you just turning and walking away not doing anything about it never do that first one communication 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 savannah can't stress how important that is right i can't stress that enough the reality is this most individuals out there, you know, they don't know if a lawyer is good or bad, but they know if the lawyer gets back to them or if the lawyer communicates in a clear way, if the lawyer explains to them what the process is, what to expect, 
uh, answers their questions in a direct way, not in a theoretical, academic way. And that's something, John, that we stress to our lawyers. You know, I, I, we had uh, five lawyers uh, join us just recently in our various jurisdictions, right? Because we have offices in Ontario, in BC, and Alberta. Yep. And I always meet with each lawyer and each student who joins the firm. And I do a kind of mini seminar with them. And one of the number one things that I emphasize is communication. And I emphasize that for a very simple reason. Number one, actually for two reasons, sorry. Number one, uh, without communication, you can't have a client that gives you proper instructions. In other words, if I'm advising you on the best course of action, the legal course of action, I'm giving you your options, I have to make sure you understand those options. I have to make sure that you you know, can provide me with those instructions so I can recommend things to you. It's no, no different than you, you have an illness, you go to the doctor, the doctor says you have three options, three different drugs, three different procedures, whatever. Tell me which one you want to do. Well, you're not going to know. You're not a doctor. Unless the doctor tells you, here's what each one of them means to you. Here are the, the risks. Here are the rewards. Here's what I suggest you should, that you should do, and here's why. So I tell them you have to make sure that your clients understand what all their options are, what the process is, and just walk them through it. Don't assume anything. That's number one. The second reason why communication is really important is because people are already coming with a tremendous amount of anxiety when they contact us tremendous amount of anxiety. And I don't blame them. I mean, who wants to speak with a lawyer? Uh, <laughs> my wife tells me that all the time, John. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, like what's the only reason you're speaking with a lawyer is because you have a problem and you've uh, concluded that that's the only way for you to potentially resolve that problem or deal with that problem. No one wants to speak with a lawyer most of the time, I can tell you. And so it's really important that you communicate in a timely way, that you return phone calls, you know, that you uh, uh, return emails, that there is no delay. Now, I'm a bit obsessive. I'm a bit OCD. So if you send me an email at 5 a.m., you'll get a response most likely at 5.01. I think, John, you can attest to that. Yes. Uh, but, but that's, that's, I'm not saying every lawyer should be like that. I'm just saying that I can't stand it when people contact me and tell me that, you know, they're dealing with some lawyer in a different firm that is not getting back to them for anything. So the reason I'm saying this is because if you pick the wrong lawyer and that lawyer is not a person that understands that communication is absolutely key and crucial, you are going to have a miserable experience. It's already going to be a very difficult experience because, again, going to, through a legal process of any sort is not pleasant. Yeah. But you want to make it so that it's the least unpleasant as possible. And so communication, 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 if you go to the right lawyer, and again, I think we're the right lawyers because we stress this. It's the number one thing we stress with our lawyers. Of course, in addition to knowing what they're doing and making sure that they're good at what they do. If you go to a lawyer that knows how to communicate and is communicating properly, you are going to have, relatively speaking, a positive experience. You're going to be happy with that lawyer. You're going to be happy with whatever happens with your case. Number two on the ways of how to pick a lawyer is just as important. Number two, you do it with a coffee maker before you buy it. That is reviews. Check reviews. So why would you not do it with a lawyer as well? That's, you know, it's interesting uh, because I, I would just, be, be, before we got on the show, John, I was just Googling some of the lawyers that I know, law firms that I know who don't have necessarily the best reputation in the legal field that I am in, which is long-term disability and, and personal injury. And of course, we also do employment law. And I can tell you that, you know this, we have the most positive and highest rating Google reviews in the country. It's true. It's just a fact. Yeah. Just take a look. I mean, anybody out there who thinks that's not true, just go Google our law firm, some fear to Markin, ST Law. You will see that. And again, just like you check reviews before you book a hotel, before you book, you know, a destination wedding, before you go to a restaurant, before you do, you choose a physiotherapist, you, you, yep. 
you look at Google reviews or any reviews. I, I'm telling you, there is truth to that. There is because the firms that have the lowest reviews, I can tell you from my experience, those are the ones where I would not go to them to handle my case or to handle the case of one of my family members. Typically speaking, if people have good experiences, they put it out there. If people have bad experience, they also put it out there. And so you want to make sure that you check the reviews because that's one way to filter at least the, the bottom section of the lawyers you absolutely do not want to engage. Number three is this as we get down into the uh, last few minutes of the show. Don't be fooled by glitzy promises. No kidding. John, I can't tell you how many times I have spoken with people. Uh, I've given them my assessments only for them to come back saying, well, that lawyer I spoke to told me that I can get a million bucks. For me only to say, well, guess what? A million bucks is maybe something they can do for you in the States. But here in Canada, they can't do that in that particular situation. So my point is there are all these ads out there for these firms are saying, we got $2 million for this client and $5 million for this client and this and that. Look, there's a lot of marketing going on. I think... In my experience, there's also a lot of deception going on. I'd like to give my clients, you know, the truth. So I'll tell you the good and the bad. But here's the thing about us and about the way I do things. I don't just give you what the realistic picture is. I tell you, here are the options. Here's how I think we can maximize what the law allows you to get. I will never promise you something I cannot get you. And if I'm telling you that I can get you something, I will tell you how sure I am of that. Am I 70%, 90%, 10%? I don't like it when people come to me and say, but this other lawyer there told me that my case is worth X. Well, how is that lawyer going to know that? I'll give you an example, John. Let's say you were in a car accident yesterday. Let's say that you injured yourself. Let's say you can't go to work for the next week. And let's say that uh, you've gone to the doctors and they say, well, the prognosis is guarded. We have to, you know, you have to get physiotherapy, you have to get some massage, you have to get some treatments, and in six months, we'll reevaluate. You know what I'm going to tell you, John? I'm going to tell you, here is where I think you know, your case would land. Here's what potentially the range is for your pain and suffering, for your income loss, etc. If you go to a lawyer who's going to tell you, I can get you guaranteed a hundred grand in your pocket. Think about that from a common sense standpoint. How is that lawyer able to do that, to give you that guarantee if that lawyer doesn't have a crystal ball, doesn't know if tomorrow you're going to be able to go back to work right. or in a week or in a month? What if you heal completely? How can he get you $100,000? But conversely, what if now you are affected with this injury for the rest of your life? So it's no longer $100,000. Now your case potentially is worth a million or two million or three. You see what I'm saying? It's not something that lawyers can make promises, or many lawyers, as far as I, you know, I can tell you from experience, make promises they cannot keep. They're simply trying to throw out these glitzy offers. They have, you know, they invest in marketing that essentially tells you that you know they've made all this money for all these people. But there's always fine print. Always read the fine print. So That's be right. very, very careful with that. You want people with experience. You want people who are going to be truthful. You want people who communicate with you. You want to check reviews. And you want to take a look at the firm as a whole, you know, and Google them and see what they've done. And, and you know, try and get a sense of, of, you know, are they big players in the market? Are they little players? All that factors in. And if you don't do this homework up front, the reality is, because some people may think, John, that, okay, I'll go to another lawyer, and then I may go to you if this doesn't work out. The problem there is that other lawyers may make mistakes, which we cannot then rectify. So you have to make the right choice at the beginning.
And with that, we are just about out of time. It's been a, it's been a bit of a ride this half hour, but lots of useful information for you. Those three points and going forward, you can always email and contact Savan and his team. You'll want to start off with a phone call because sometimes you just want a lengthier private chat with uh, one of Savan's crew. You can do so anytime. It's toll free, of course, one 855 821-5900 email you can use is help at disabilityrights.ca and as, as uh, we mentioned we just started off just minted the new website pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca run through a quick assessment online takes about two minutes tops and if you want to carry forth with a meeting and a chat after that you have the option if not just click no shut down your browser and you're done but again another way for you to reach out and gain some knowledge uh, uh, as well pocketdisabilitylawyer.ca and that'll do it for uh, this weekend show we'll catch you next time right here on the Disability Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.